It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., a.k.a. the Fat Hatter, ready to talk some Oklahoma City Thunder basketball with you. And I must apologize for there not being a Friday episode. And the reason I do that, the reason I apologize is because... Our motto here at Locked On Thunder and at the Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day, and we're one of the only outlets in the world right now, and definitely in America, that give you NBA content every single day. So when I can't do that or something comes up, I feel absolutely awful about it. And Friday was one of those days as Oklahoma was getting ready to play Texas in the Big 12 Championship, and I had to make my way down there. Plus, you have the wife's Christmas party, so I hope you forgive me for that because as a good husband, I feel like that's got to take priority over the podcast, and that's not to diminish what you mean to me because you mean an awful lot, but I do apologize for Friday not being there. However, Uh, We will talk about some of the content that I had planned to talk about on Friday's podcast and just never had an opportunity to get to. That'll come up in segment number three, and it really deals with Trey Young. Because honestly, I can't think of a more picture-perfect NBA scenario than what Trey Young is. And what I mean by that, Trey Young was groomed to play in the NBA at a very young age, and he is the perfect example of what high school basketball has become, what college basketball, the AAU, all that is what Trey Young is about. So we'll discuss that in segment number three, also in segment number three, and sometimes I like to give you the rundown out of order, as you can tell. Also in segment number three, we're going to explain again why Rick Carlisle is the best coach in the NBA, because that is a fan, there's a fantastic example of this, plus Some overreaction, a very hot opinion about Greg Popovich and where the San Antonio Spurs are going to be at the end of the year. As far as the Thunder goes, in segment number one, Andre Robertson has suffered another setback. He is going to be out at least six weeks, and the conversation has to start about whether or not the Thunder still need Andre Robertson on this team. We'll talk about how long he has left on his contract. If Andre Robertson is a guy that has much value on the trade market, which I think he does, and how much Sam Presti is developing these young players may dictate what you do with Andre Robertson here in the very near future. So some bad news for Andre Robertson, but ultimately we have not seen the struggle. We have not seen the struggle that we did last year while he was sitting on the bench. And then in segment number two. If you haven't looked at the NBA standings, which I'm sure you have, the Thunder are just a half game out of first place, and they're behind the Denver Nuggets, and they're right there with the Los Angeles Clippers. And I think that really speaks to what this team has been able to accomplish this year amid a ton of adversity. 
In the past years, we have not seen the Thunder be able to overcome adversity. So why are they able to do it this year? There's some very simple answers and some not-so-simple answers to that. And that is coming up in segment number two. Just to introduce myself in case you don't know who I am, my name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I have covered the Oklahoma City Thunder now for six years. Wow, man, going into year number six and time flies because it's been an absolute joy to cover the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I thank them for not only being a very good organization to me, but also covering them has certainly given me a lot of passion about the NBA that wasn't there before. But doing an an, an all 82, uh, doing a podcast that's about all 82 games or having to cover all 82 games has been just uh, absolutely, absolutely tremendous and a lot of fun. So with that, let's jump into the main content of what we're going to talk about today. And unfortunately for the Thunder, Andre Robertson is going to be out for at least another six weeks during workout on Thursday. Robertson came down from a jump, felt a little discomfort in the knee that he had hurt last year, and it revealed a fracture. So he gets reassessed in six weeks. And let's talk about what that reassessment or that reevaluation really means for NBA players. It doesn't mean that in six weeks from now, Andre Robertson has a doctor's appointment and he'll go in and they'll take an MRI or they'll look at x-rays and and do some tests and decide whether or not he is ready to play. For the next six weeks, he is going to be constantly evaluated by the Oklahoma City Thunder, which he is every single day. Every time a player goes into a facility or is in a game, coaches, trainers, GMs, front office people are always looking to see where they are health-wise. And then there comes this six weeks kind of, the six weeks period where you get a better idea of just how far a guy out or how far out a guy is from coming back or if he's ready to go. And that's really all that means. It's not like here in the next few weeks, Andre Robertson will go into a doctor's office and they'll give him a blessing or not. That will constantly, that will be a constant thing for the next few weeks with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I also think you got to ask yourself this. Will we see Andre Robertson this year? I am doubting we will see Andre Robertson this year. As the days go on, I become more and more convinced that Andre Robertson's not coming back this season to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder because he's just suffering too many sitbacks. Plus, the Thunder have done a great job right now of developing Terrence Ferguson, who is much more of a threat offensively than Andre is. Even though Andre's better on defense, Terrence is just in his second year and continues to get better every single game when he is healthy and on the floor. Hamadou Diallo is coming along quite nicely for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's already back from a sprained ankle and did not play in the game on Friday against the Atlanta Hawks, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him play tonight against the Detroit Pistons. And you've also got a guy in Alex Sabrinas who we saw get hot, hot as hell on Friday night against the Atlanta Hawks, and his defense is getting better this year. So you've got this logjam at that position. And you've got three guys who, while while none have really separated themselves, have all shown potential 
that they can come in and play that two-guard spot. And Andre Robertson's contract situation is this. Last year, he signed a three-year, $30 million deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's into the second year of that. So next year is an expiring contract. That's where Andre Robertson is. And his skill set is definitely valued in the NBA. He's one of the most admired defensive players that you have in the association. You're probably not going to trade for him now if you're an organization because you want to see just how well he is coming back and see if he's going to be able to be on the floor to compete for you. But at the end of the season next year, if Andre Robertson is healthy and if he has an opportunity to play some in the playoffs, if he's able to go through a bunch of workouts and physicals during the summer, there may be some team that would bite on trading for Andre Robertson. And if his if his health is good, Andre Robertson's value has, has never been any higher as an NBA player. And this would be the optimal time for Sam Presti to make that move especially if you're buying into what these young guys do and you've got to deal with Alex Sabrinas who will become a restricted free agent at the end of the year and as he gets better, his stock goes up. You have to decide what that threshold is for Alex Sabrinas. What is your absolute number you are not willing to pay for this guy? There's a lot to decide with the Oklahoma City Thunder and the longer Andre Robertson stays out and the better these guys continue to get, the worse it is for Andre Robertson's future here in Oklahoma City. I like Dre. think he is a great guy. Fantastic to talk to, like many people with inside the Thunder organization. But I can't sit here if I'm Sam Presti and to keep justifying paying him the money that you are while he suffers setback after setback and you've got younger guys who are going to be cheaper and maybe better for you in the long run because the chemistry for the Oklahoma City Thunder has been pretty good. And despite the fact that you've had all these injuries, Thunder are playing some really good basketball right now. That's that's tough. And I can only imagine what's going through Andre Robertson's head as he sits here and watches these young players develop. He's got to wonder what his future is with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I would be thinking about that if I was him because you're dis- as much as you're working out, as much as you are in the facility and you are talking to players and you are on the sideline and, and maybe you're even traveling with the team, you're still not part of it. So there becomes a disconnect and it's hard to work back in not only on the floor but off the floor as well. You've been out of the loop a while and now you've got to work yourself back into it and just see where guys are. Do not want to forget this. Did not preview it, but do not want to forget it. Congratulations to Russell Westbrook on tying Jason Kidd for third all-time on the triple-doubles list. You're now just 31 away from passing Magic Johnson, which is going to happen at some point in your career. And knowing Russell Westbrook, it could actually happen this year, him passing Magic Johnson. But um, I know we talked about that on the last podcast, but there's something about it that can't go mentioned enough as to what Russell Westbrook is accomplishing and how passe he has made the triple-double. It just it, it astounds me that when Russell Westbrook gets a triple-double and has a historic night the way he did against the Cleveland Cavaliers, somehow ESPN still ends up leading with James Harden and the struggling Houston Rockets. Not the Oklahoma City Thunder, not Russell Westbrook, but James Harden. 
And it says less about the market. A lot of people may point to the fact that Oklahoma City is a small-slash-medium market and Houston's a bigger city, whatever. No, that's not it. It's just the fact that Russ has done this so much that when you're a producer and you're trying to decide what the lead is, the fact that the Rockets aren't living up to expectations and James Harden keeps having these fantastic nights, that is more astounding and shocking than Russell Westbrook getting a triple-double in the Oklahoma City Thunder win because you've heard that headline before. And what do they always say? You hear this cliche, if it bleeds, it leads. Right now, the Rockets are bleeding, and unfortunately, they're going to lead when, whenever their number comes up compared to Oklahoma City. I don't know. Russell goes out and has a fantastic night tonight against uh, Balake Griffin and the Detroit Pistons, then maybe we see Russell Westbrook get a chance to uh, lead. I would doubt it, though, because ESPN still has Monday Night Football, and that's on tonight as well. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment number two, the Thunder are just a half game back of the Nuggets, but what does that ultimately say about Oklahoma City? Well, I'll tell you, coming up next here on LOT. Christmas time is just around the corner, and I know that you're looking for that perfect gift to give the one you love. Maybe you've got a hunter in the family or somebody that just likes to be in the outdoors. And here in Oklahoma City, and I look, I know we've got fantastic listeners all around the world, in New Zealand and Australia and China and Japan and just so many countries listen to this podcast. But here in Oklahoma City, giving you that window into Oklahoma City, there's supposed to be an ice storm coming up here. At the, at the later half of this week. And if you want to stay warm during that ice storm, then you're going to want to check out Action Heat. Action Heat is clothing that is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via panels that are similar than, to what you have in your car seat. So if you're lucky enough to have that heated car seat like my wife does, these, these clo- this clothing that Action Heat has developed can reach up to 135 degrees. Don't know that you necessarily need to be 135 degrees unless you're out in Antarctica, but hey, you've got that option if you're there. It's got a a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery. It's going to last up to 12 hours, which I always say that, man, that is perfect, perfect for hunters. Plus, it's perfect for any friend or family. It's a great holiday gift, as I was just saying, and it provides the toasty warmth and comfort that your whole body needs. And they've got jackets. They've got socks and hats. They've even got undergarments. You want to keep the boys warm? Hey, get a little action heat on them. It's like a heat, and there's also these heat-based layer shirts and long johns. Oh, it's all awesome. So you got to check it out. It's actionheat.com. Action heat is available as uh, men's and women's clothing. So uh, make sure you get action heat for the one you love this year. And I would uh, like to point out as a hint to Mrs. G, if she's listening to this, action heat sounding pretty cool. Or warm, as it is. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
There's another episode of Locked On Sooners dropped as well, and I like to drop them both at the same time just because it gives you an hour to listen to something. If you're into OU or you're into the Oklahoma City Thunder, so be on the lookout for that. It's Locked On Sooners. If you haven't heard Locked On Sooners, there's a very easy way to do so. Just go to LockedOnPodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple iTunes. Um, Actually, you can subscribe to all the Locked On Podcasts via Apple iTunes and our uh, our Locked On Podcast Network website, LockedOnSports.com. That's LockedOnSports.com. As we like to say, it's your team every day, and it's local podcast done by local experts who are talking about the biggest stories. That's LockedOnPodcast.com. Become a subscriber today. Oh, and rate us five stars, but only if you think we're worth it. Only if you think we're worth it, please rate us five stars. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. And um, wow, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I I hope I hope we can really appreciate what this team has accomplished in a in a short amount of time. Seven and three in their last 10, 14 and seven overall, and just a half game back of the clips in the Nuggets for first place in the Western Conference. And they're really considering how the Western Conference is has started to, to shape out. And I know the Thunder lost to, to Denver the other night, but they're, in my opinion, it's a disappointing season right now if the Thunder don't finish second in the Western Conference and then end up playing Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. It's just, it, it's playing out too well for them to do that. What I think is so amazing about this season is that Sam Presti didn't push the panic button when the Thunder were 0-4 and make a coaching change, like we've already seen this year in the NBA. Fred Hoiberg being the latest victim of that in-season coaching change change at Chicago, you didn't need to make that change here with the Oklahoma City Thunder because Billy Donovan's message is still resonating with this team. They still respect him, and considering the fact that you've had Russell Westbrook, who was out for the first four, uh, who was out for the first three games of the year, the first couple of games of the year, you've had. Injury after injury, Andre Robertson still hasn't come back. You've had Alex Sabrina suffer with his his virus slash flu like symptoms that that he was dealing with. Nerlens Noel has had to sit out this year. Hamadou Diallo, Terrence Ferguson, so forth and so on. But there's a really good chemistry on this team, and they have been able to fight through all that and get themselves into a position where they can really pe- compete. And night after night. They're one of the teams that you just don't want to see in the NBA. They're playing a red-hot Detroit Pistons team coming up tonight. And I don't think the Pistons want any part of Oklahoma City. If you're going to beat the Thunder, you have got to go out and play your absolute best night after night. And for the Thunder, my only real complaint about the way that this season has gone so far this year is I don't think they've taken the Kings seriously in the two games that they've played them this year. And you would have thought after losing to them at home, they would have taken them a lot more seriously than what they did. They don't really defend well against the Kings. I think the other complaint that I have is that you, Billy Donovan, I would like to see a little bit more consistency at the two-guard spot. I understand that there's been injuries, but if you're going to start Alex Sabrinas, I'm not saying that he's got to go 7 of 11 every single night that he's on the floor from from three, but he's got to be better than what he was against Cleveland. You you can't have, it it can't be feast or famine with with Alex Sabrinas. If he is going to start, if he's going to contribute and get meaningful minutes, even if he's coming off the bench, 
every single night you got to give us something. It doesn't have to always you, you can't have these spectacular nights and then fall off the face of the earth the next night. You can't be Aaron Judge. You've got to be on your game all the time. If not, then I'm all for starting Hamadou Diallo. And I'm still all for starting him in that two spot because he is your guy. You've decided he was going to develop him. And I know that there's some of you that would like to see Deontay Burton in that spot. But remember, that 45-day limit that he has on that two-way contract may ultimately keep him from doing this. But this team is as close as I have ever seen them. I think you've got to go back to the early days of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Those days when Harden and Westbrook and Durant were all here. And there's even some question about just how tight-knit that team was, considering now we know the backstory about Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, and they weren't exactly they weren't they weren't exactly friends. But you get the feeling that all these guys like each other, they like to hang out. Paul George and Russell Westbrook have a tremendous amount of respect for each other, a respect that wasn't necessarily mutual between him and KD. Steven Adams certainly likes playing for this team and has not only found his role, but continues to develop into one of the best players in the NBA. There's such a great mix of veterans and young guys on this team. And the the young guys, I think the young guys really do hang out and talk with each other and go places together where the older guys, there's mutual respect. And I'm not going to get fooled into thinking that Russell Westbrook and Paul George are hanging out together because they're not. Um, But what they are doing is when they come into practice, there's not going to be a lot of infighting. Paul knows it's Russ's team. And Russ knows exactly what Paul brings to Oklahoma City. There there are more. if If it can be said, and I think it can, they're a more cohesive unit now than what they were in the early days. And for those of you that have been looking for those championship years with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and yes, there's still a lot of salary cap issues to work out over the next season or so or the next few months, you may be getting it. You may be starting to see it gel. And and the longer a guy like uh, Jeremy Grant continues to develop you're you're in a really good position. I would like to see Patrick Patterson also become more consistent this year, but overall, uh, th- so far this year, I would say that the Thunder in a lot of ways, a lot of ways are exceeding expectations, and those ways are just being able to overcome adversity and just having fantastic chemistry with each other. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, We'll wrap things up with a hot opinion on Greg Popovich, and I'll tell you why Trey Young is a perfect case for the new NBA and uh, Rick Carlisle, also the best coach in the NBA. We get to all that next here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. 
We're about to wrap things up again on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. We'll be here all five days this week. Locked on Sooners is dropping as well. And you can get both of those at LockedOnPodcast.com as well as Apple iTunes, Google Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa. All you have to do is tell your smart speaker to play any one of the Locked on Thunder podcast or any one of the Locked on Sooners podcast that will or any of the Locked on podcasts. So if you tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Yankees, it will. If you tell your uh, smart speaker to play Locked on 49ers, it'll do that for you. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hot sports opinion now on Greg Popovich. His time is up with the San Antonio Spurs. Actually, I haven't had any, or haven't heard anyone say that, but Pop is taking responsibility for the Spurs being sub 500 now. But DeMar DeRozan says one of the reasons he's starting to come around is because the constant encouragement from Greg Popovich, which shows you Pop falls into a rare, a rare, just a rare beast of an NBA coach, meaning, uh, or I should say a rare category where his message never wins, wears thin. There's so much respect for Greg Popovich that the Spurs can't help but get better this year. And looking at where the NBA standings are right now, I would be absolutely shocked if San Antonio didn't find their way into the playoffs just because I think the bottom two feeders aren't near as good as they are. And as long as you have pop and control, that certainly bodes well for you. That being said, as much as I love and respect Greg Popovich for what he's been able to accomplish on the court, he is not the best coach in the NBA. That is Rick Carlisle. Look at the Mavericks roster. Okay, you've got Luka Doncic, but you have had Dirk Nowitzki out for the majority of the year with him being hurt. Um, You've got guys like J.J. Barea. You've got just a bunch of dudes. There aren't a lot of great NBA players on that Mavericks roster, and here he is having them in contention to be in the playoffs. That guy does more with less than anybody in the NBA. Now, granted, you've got a guy in Doncic, which is probably going to be the rookie of the year in the NBA, and you've got a Hall of Famer in Dirk Nowitzki, but I wouldn't even call that necessarily a big two. I mean, if anything, it's a big one and a half, and you can decide who the one is. The one is probably Doncic right now, and Nowitzki the half, considering the fact that the guy's been injured. But the Mavericks don't have just a crop of depth that should put them into this position, and yet here is Rick Carlisle every year just doing exactly what Mark Cuban asked him to do, he just gives him just stuff and says, here, go make some go make some art out of it. Here's, here's a lump of clay. You figure out a way to make art out of it. And Rick Carlisle just, he over he, he overachieves in, in everything that he does. I mean, if there's one coach I would covet for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I mean, if you're going to get rid of Billy Donovan, that's the guy. If you can get Rick Carlisle, then I'm all for getting rid of Billy Donovan. But if you can't, don't you dare touch this team, Sam Presti. Finally, Trey Young in town. Not a great night for him. Unfortunately, it's his only appearance in Oklahoma City, and I would have loved to have seen him do better uh, for his hometown. I always like to see him and Marcus Smart come in and play, and Buddy Hill be really good but then lose because obviously I want the Thunder to win. Um, That being said, when I think about prototypical People groomed to be in the NBA. There isn't anybody better than Trey Young, AAU kid, one year in college, and then he's off to the association and his game translates. But it's more than that. It is a guy who was often criticized by people that had covered him. 
a guy who didn't necessarily get along with his teammates at high school, and a guy that I would think that his family prioritized going to the next level over everything else. And that is what your prototypical NBA player is right now. He pro Everything in, in your priority is all about getting to the association. Everything before that is just a rung on a ladder. And as happy as I am for Trey Young and as much of a good kid as I think he is, this, this is a problem. Um, I will say somehow it, it all tends to work out in the NBA because there aren't a lot of jerks in the association. Uh, for whatever reason, however skewed the priorities are, these guys aren't jerks. The NBA players are usually very, usually very gracious with their time and, and they're usually very gracious players. And I can understand how there's concern and there's setbacks, but when I think of somebody that was just built... Like, if you were to scrape it away and do a documentary on somebody who was just from the womb, just basically zeroed in on and groomed to go to the NBA, you'd have a hard time finding a better example than Trey Young. I'll go into a little bit more in depth to that tomorrow when we've got more time. Um, but I think it's it's just a fascinating discussion. And I think it's also fascinating to think that we would think these guys are jerks, but in truth, they're really not spoiled maybe but jerks not even in the least this is the locked on thunder podcast i am eric g thank you so much for listening we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the pistons game please check out locked on sooners as well may god bless you and your family and peace love and thunder up you are locked on thunder your daily oklahoma city thunder podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.